guys, it's Lucy, and welcome back to the Focus Richmond and Central Virginia podcast. We are continuing our series called The Struggle is Real, and we have discussed several things so far. The struggle with self-image, the struggle with performance, the struggle with injustice, the struggle with failure, and today I'm going to be talking about the struggle with reconciliation. When I say reconciliation, I mean the struggle to truly reconcile and forgive someone. I have asked several students before, have there ever been times when a friend or someone has hurt you and you have decided that there's just no way that you can forgive them? And every time I ask this, I get an emphatic yes to that question especially for those of you in high school where tensions and drama tend to run high. And this is not surprising because this is truly how our world tends to function. Forgiveness is not a common impulse in our culture. Cutting someone off and never forgiving them is much more common. Well, I want to get a little bit more intense here for a second. Have you ever heard of someone doing something truly truly horrific to someone else, like truly awful and life-altering, and yet that someone else chose to forgive that person for what they have done to them. If you have heard a story like this, it's because stories like this are truly remarkable. We are always amazed to hear a story like this. We are amazed at that person. How could they ever have forgiven them for what they did. How remarkable, we think. Well, forgiveness, especially on that scale, is just something we simply don't see in our society. Vengeance is what we most often see among people who have wronged each other. What is the first instinct you have when someone has wronged you? To blame them. We live in a culture of vengeance which has become the normal narrative around us. I immediately think of Taylor Swift's song, Bad Blood. And if you know this song, it's all about getting revenge and holding a grudge after someone has done something unforgivable to her. Even the music video, it's supposed to be empowering because it depicts tons of women who are out to get revenge. And this shows this twisted reality that our culture reveres the strength in vengeance. It's supposed to depict these women as powerful and mighty because they won't back down when someone has wronged them. Well, I believe this is twisted. And I think we're going to learn today how the act of forgiveness is about a million times more revolutionary and powerful than the act of holding a grudge or having bad blood with someone else. So I'm going to read from Luke 17, Luke 17 verses 3 through 6. And Jesus says, If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, 
you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey, obey you. We see here that Jesus is imploring his disciples to forgive others when they have been wronged. Even if they have sinned against them seven times in a day, forgive each time. Similarly, in Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Again, he's imploring his disciple to forgive someone who has wronged him. Jesus is not emphasizing the importance of forgiveness here because it is just, quote, the right thing to do. I feel like that is usually our gut reaction to this kind of thing from Jesus. Like we're thinking, yeah, yeah, I know, Jesus, it's the right thing to do. I should forgive. But it's not like that at all. It's much more deeper and cosmic and important. Jesus is not just calling us into little acts of forgiveness, but he's calling us into a lifestyle of forgiveness. And this is because forgiveness is a revolutionary act that can not only change your own soul and free it from the bondage of anger and resentment, but it could revolutionize an entire community or even society. Jesus is not saying that forgiveness is for the meek and lowly and we must make ourselves weak towards those who have wronged us. He is saying the opposite, that forgiveness is a huge and powerful and mighty act that can be revolutionary against the culture of vengeance and brutality that surrounds us. Jesus warns us all the time, there will be pain in this life. There will be pain and conflicts in our relationships and our communities. In fact, if there's not, then it's not a real relationship or community. In fact, C.S. Lewis was the one who said, if you don't want pain or conflict, love no one. What is important is how we respond to that pain and conflict in our relationships and communities. And this response can be a life-making or breaking response because we can become cynical, repressed, resentful in our hearts, never allowing them to heal. And that anger can stay in our heart like a root. And the longer it stays there, it grows and it eventually can truly defile your soul. Or we can truly forgive a healing and revolutionary act for both sides. And how we know forgiveness between us as people can be revolutionary is because of the ultimate act of forgiveness that mankind has ever seen or experienced, and that's Jesus' act of forgiveness on the cross. This act of forgiveness for all the sins of man revolutionized the world but also, most importantly, revolutionizes people's hearts one by one every day and continues to forever. 
in Luke 17, the disciples' response to Jesus when he was telling them to forgive was, increase our faith. They were desperate because they thought, how in the world will we ever be able to do this? Because they know just how hard it is for one human being to forgive another human being. Jesus' response, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, it can be done. It's not the size of your faith. It is who your faith is in. It is not up to you. It is up to him. It's in up to the person who forgave the entire world of their sins. He is the one who gives us the grace to give to others. This is what the gospel is about. Jesus' grace towards us, a broken and vengeful people. And this is what living out the gospel is about. The vengeful and broken people who have been cosmically forgiven by their God, choosing a lifestyle of forgiveness through a mustard seed of faith and an infinite spring of water from God. Our world needs this right now. We are living in a world that is haunted by vengeance, the make them pay mentality. You know it's true, and you know it's destroying us. And this is a moment. It's a moment when Jesus is calling us to something different. He calls us to a life of forgiveness on a micro and a macro level. And when this is realized before us, it will be revolutionary to our world. So I will end with this. I once heard a man say, the problem with our world is isolation. The answer to isolation is forgiveness. And the author of forgiveness is Jesus. That's all for me today, guys. Thanks for listening. And tune in later this week for our next podcast. Thank you.